Unspoken and a little hope on this Friday morning. We could all use it. It's You've Always Been on 90.9 KLRC. Good morning. It is 7.10 with Mark and Carrie. All right. Let's get some help, uh, shall we? <laughs> I could use some help. I There's don't know about you. Dr. Joel Fankhauser, MD, one of the doctors at Direct Care Clinic of Northwest Arkansas, is joining us this morning. I do know this. I've got a whole lot more questions than I do answers with all this stuff going on. Yes, and and while he is an expert, he he probably doesn't have all the answers right. either. But I think we could get at least a little bit of help and perspective this morning. And I've noticed it seems like the um, the reactions are anywhere from sheer complete panic and just like irrational mm-hmm. fear all the way to like, it's, it's fine. Just the flu. Right. Neither of those seem probably the wisest. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, before I really go into that, I'm going to try to define some terms uh, so that everybody hopefully knows what we're talking about. Um, so I'm just going to use the term the new coronavirus rather than its official name because its yeah. official name is really long. Right? It's something yes. like severe respiratory. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to call it the new coronavirus, okay? Okay. The coronaviruses are, are a known thing. We've known about other coronaviruses in the past. There are six other ones that we know that infect humans, and they can be anywhere from very mild to very serious illnesses. Um, this particular one, obviously, is, is new. Whenever you have a new illness, anybody who's willing to speak with 100% certainty, just they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. We have three months worth of knowledge of this illness. We, we've learned a lot in three months, but there's a lot we don't know still. Yeah. But I would suggest in, in the world of infection control, especially in outbreaks, um, we, we talk about two strategies. The first one is containment, which is exactly what it sounds like. You try to contain it in the location and don't let it get outside that location. Uh, we're clearly past that with the new coronavirus. So the second strategy is something called mitigation, which basically means, okay, this is out. We're not going to be able to contain it and totally eradicate it. So let's reduce the amount of problems that it causes for society at large. That's where we are. That's where we've been probably for quite a while, for several months now. You know, if you, on social media and such, you'll hear people talk about, oh, you know, it's, and it's killed less people than the influenza virus, which is true it, right there's there's been something like four to five thousand deaths in the world from the coronavirus but the, the, the using that comparison is not actually very fair one one because it's only been around for three months mm. um and two it hasn't spread as widely as we expect it to um so i think we should think of this as something above and beyond just another winter illness yeah, and it's probably more important than that, but it's probably not the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere, somewhere more significant than another winter illness, and less significant than panic mode, buy all the toilet paper, lock yourself in a closet for <laughs> yeah. years at a time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the new coronavirus, for mitigation like what we're what really seems to be the most effective is something called social distancing 
Have you heard this phrase? Do you know what that Just is? Just a little bit over the last few days. It's become a new, yeah. like, part of everyday conversation. I will say, too, Carrie, before we even heard what it meant, she was all in on it. Listen, man, as an introvert, yeah. I think social distancing should be normal. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So social distancing is things that introverts are best at. Exactly, right? yes. I mean, it, yeah. It means avoiding unnecessary large group settings. It means avoiding unnecessary physical contact with people, especially people that you don't already have close contact with, like family members. Um, It means maintaining, if at all possible, larger radiuses around you than most Americans routinely do. Um, Coronavirus seems to be transmissible and up to six feet of distance, right? If someone coughs or sneezes, it's a six-foot radius okay. that it can theoretically infect someone, um, which, which is going to, I mean, this is inconvenient, right? It is inconvenient for Americans to say, wait, you don't want me to go out in public. You don't want me to, or not all public settings, but you don't want me to go to large group events. You don't want me to be in places where people are crowded together. You want me to not shake hands, right? This is right. the American way. But it's been shown to slow down the rate at which the virus spreads. This, this is kind of a, a big thing, right? Early intervention with social distancing will kind of slow the rate of rise and make that a more um, tolerable situation. So introverts unite. Let's show the country how to do this. <laughs> no, no. No, this is this, introverts don't unite. Remember, no uniting. Right we now. unite no six uniting. feet away, of course. Yes, yes. Unite yes, via text yes. message to right, one another. Right, right. Yes. Unite, unite in <laughs> yes. spirit, but not in close proximity. Uh. <laughs> yes, we can unite. We can unite in spirit. Yes. So, I mean, what that means really, realistically, is rethinking anywhere where you're going to be in a uh, crowded public situation. I have several patients asking about, should they fly to such and such or go to yada yada for spring break? My answer has been essentially, we're asking you to stay six feet away. Can you do that in an airport? Mm-hmm. Can you do that on an airplane? <laughs> and of course the answer is no, no you can't. Yeah. yeah. Right? So rethinking where, where you're going and what you're doing to avoid the situation where you're um, exposing yourself or your family to people who you don't know who might have um, who might have an illness that you could you know that you could get and then spread in your own community. You know there there are a few things that people probably should hear. One, odds are you're not likely to die from coronavirus, right? Even if the highest numbers are correct, right? Three percent of infected people—that's that, a high number, but that's still a number where your actual individual risk is low. And so, partly what we're saying is, this isn't only about your own personal risk, right? This is about making sure you're doing things that protect not only you but your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of. This is a uh, like the closest uh, real-life scenario where um, we in the American church need to think about, like, what, you know, in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, where it says all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All, all things are lawful, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own good, but 
but yeah. that of his neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a <laughs> realist, I guess, uh, experience yeah. for Americans to really think about what that actually means. You might be a 20 year, 25 year old who has no risk factors, and so you think to yourself, "Well, I'm not going to die from this. My risk of dying is very low." But you live in a community where you have people around you, more than likely, who aren't at a low risk, right? So mm. taking those steps to help reduce the rate at which we spread this is going to make it so our healthcare system does not get overwhelmed so that we can appropriately care for um, the people who are going to get this, even if we do do all the things right that we should be doing. Yeah. This has been super helpful. I really, I, I, I had a good feeling last night. I was like, man, if, if Dr. Joel's available, I think we're going to get some wisdom from him and you have... <laughs> delivered big time and i know i think for anybody in the healthcare industry as a lot of other people just um you know there's a lot of things to be figured out over the next days and weeks and months and um and a lot of people are praying and hopefully we'll be praying specifically for those that are in positions to care and to lead and make decisions and so i appreciate you and appreciate you taking the time to give us some really wise perspective and i think what you said that idea about just what it looks like right now to love your neighbor well and kind of deny yourself for the sake of the good of others mm-hmm. means we get a chance to look a lot like Jesus in our communities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the time. And I hope this is helpful for you guys. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Carrie. Real people. Real conversations. Real life. 90.9 KLRC. Today is